Hey guys, and welcome to the Small Business Big Stories podcast. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm so excited to be bringing you some of the best Toronto female entrepreneurs and their stories. This podcast is for my Toronto ladies, millennial ladies to be exact, who are looking to start their own side hustle or to take their passion project full time. Now, We're going to be working on that self-confidence and helping you see that badass businesswoman that you are, but we're also going to be equipping you with tangible resources and tools. For example, where to even go to register your business, what platforms to use when you start invoicing your clientele, and so much more. When I was first starting my business, and that wasn't too long ago, I was a bit overwhelmed, really nervous, really hesitant, and I started to lean on the mentors and the female entrepreneurs around me. And I thought to myself, how selfish would I be if I didn't share this with aspiring female entrepreneurs and specifically my Torontonians? This is my home. This is where my heart is. And this is where I want to help out the most. So grab a pen and paper, get comfy, be prepared to learn a lot and be prepared to be inspired. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll chat soon. Hey, Rhea, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to get to talking to you. But before we do, how are you? How was your day? Hi, Brittany. So nice to see you again. Um, I actually just came back from work. So I'm, you know, after work, do a podcast, just a usual day in Bakery. (laughs) It's been a nice day. So uh, sunny day, you know, good moods. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So are you coming from like Bakery, like the kitchen? Are you coming from your your day jobs? I know before you said you mentioned that you were um you were a COVID nurse. Yeah. So um today, so during the week, I am a full time COVID test nurse. Uh, so I did from my um, nursing job per se, my full time nursing job. Um, and during the weekends is when I work on Bakery. <laughs> my gosh, never a dull moment. <laughs> never a dull moment for sure. <laughs> So yeah, like I said, I'm really excited to have you on and without the blog TO feature, I feel like I may have not come across you. Um, I feel like maybe in a little bit, I would see, you know, especially a Scarborough based business because I'm also living pretty much on the cusp of Scarborough, um, you would have come up, but that blog TO feature was really what sort of like, okay, piqued my interest as to what is this, you know, Scarborough millennial entrepreneur doing? What is she up to? And I just loved hearing your story. And this is probably the third or fourth or millionth time I'm going to say this, but I just love the fact that you incorporated your culture. You continue to incorporate your culture, but you also have this amazing mentality where um, and I'm going to totally butcher the exact quote that you said, but it was essentially like, you know, a takeaway or something that you can really give to uh, aspiring entrepreneurs is just to, is just to do it, is just to go for it and really put your all into it. And that was something that really hit me profoundly because we spend so much time, or at least I do. And I know quite a few people do as well in the overanalyzing process. And we think about all the ways that something can go wrong. And then by the time we're done, it's like, well, now I've just convinced myself out of that idea altogether. And so I just love that it was, that takeaway was so simple, but so profound. Uh, So really, I want to get into who you are, where that attitude came from, and how it has continued to help you progress in your business. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about Bakerea, um, and yeah, I'm just excited to hear your story and also share with the audience uh, my experience with your delicious treats. So please, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, of course. So I'm kind of going back to what you just said about, you know, overanalyzing and coming up with excuses here and there before starting up anything. As a nurse, I can really relate to that. So, you know, it comes with the job where you get a patient or you get your workflow and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is, you know, like you have a set schedule and whatnot. And it's like, this can go wrong today. This is what I can do and whatever. And I think I took that personally, like in my own personal life where I saw, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to open up my own cafe, but I always had this list where it's like, but what would happen if this happened? You know, like um, I need, I, there's a lot of things where, or a lot of times where you doubt yourself and, you know, your skills and your creativity. And I think, like I, I fell into that and I think it really did help to have people around you kind of um, encourage you. And I think also during COVID, you know, you realize that time is short and Absolutely. It's, it, it's the perfect time to just do the things that you love and working as a COVID test nurse and seeing it firsthand, how short like life can be. It's, 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 I think my advice I, it really resonates with me and I hope it resonated with a lot of people to just start because that's the only way you can, you know, do the things that you love. And yeah, so that's kind of how the vision started. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No yeah. worries at all. Take your time. Yeah. So the vision kind of started there where, um, and for anyone who knows me, I am a coffee lover. I love cafe hopping around Toronto. And I think it's just been this lifelong dream of mine to have something of my own. And as a nurse, it's like you always you always put other people before yourself. I so, can imagine. Yeah. So I think it was it was time for me to do something that I love to do. Not to say that I don't love nursing because nursing has been the most rewarding career that I could ever get into. And for anyone going into nursing, you guys are superheroes and um, it's not an easy job for sure. But especially now. Yeah, especially now. And it is a very tiring job. Um, You do lose a lot of sleep you lose a lot of um social interaction because all you want to do is sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think um with that said i needed this creative outlet where i was able to you know do stuff that i was passionate about and something that wasn't just you know a regular nine to five or for my sake like a 12 hour shift. And so that was the start of this bakery kind of to share, like you said, share my culture with people, but also have this outlet where I can create things that, um, that I love and I hope other people will love too. And yeah, so that's how it kind of started. It's amazing to hear that you live such an incredibly hectic life with, you know, such an immense amount of emotion and just, you know, your day-to-day ongoing. It's not like you, you know, you sort of work a job during the day where it's a little, you know, easier and there's, you know, a, a nice flow to it. You are working a very demanding job, one with high stakes So to go from there and then also add on to the hours that you spend, uh, you know, on your vision, on your passion, it's, I I can only imagine, I mean, I, I have a little bit of taste, a little, you know, knowledge in regards to that, but yeah, nursing. And especially at this time, I can only imagine. So my hat totally goes off to you in having the energy and prioritizing your time in your life to make it happen. And I am so happy that, you know, we, we've gotten to connect and I've experienced your delicious treats and I've really, 
you know, having them this past weekend and being able to share them with my friends at the barbecue that I went to, it was so great because you were all about the little details. It was all about the packaging. You like wrote my name in really nice, like calligraphy style print. Uh, the way that you attach the instructions onto the box on how to maintain and keep the Cinnabons fresh. Spoiler alert, Rhea makes Cinnabons. They're incredible. Uh, not a crumb was left on the plate. And uh, even with your the boxes that your donuts come in, uh, elaborate a little bit more on that. So I, I know that there is like a specific name for them and a meaning behind them. What do what does your style of packaging stand for? Yeah, of course. So going um going up a little bit back to that. So I actually, when I came to Canada, I was three years old. So <laughs> I grew up in a westernized, you know, like environment. So I had to adapt to the Western culture. And so in that sense, um, I miss growing up in like, you know, the traditional Filipino um, and like culture. So I think with my bakery, I wanted to reconnect in that sense with my culture and I did that through my donuts mm -hmm. so the concept behind the belly fire and box um so the meaning behind that so it's it comes from the Tagalog word balik which means um to return and bayan okay. which town or nation so the concept is uh, growing up um like I experienced it in my childhood we would fill up a box filled with all types of things from like toys to cosmetics to canned goods to anything like chocolate like that and we would fill up a box and send it to our family back in the Philippines and it was just a way this box essentially um essentially was a symbol of our culture which is deeply rooted into family though mm -hmm. so even though we're like a million miles away we're still able to have that connection with this box filled with all of our favorite things and able to share it with them and vice versa. And so with my donuts, um, the concept behind that is I wanted to share a little bit of my Filipino, my favorite Filipino desserts and flavors with my customers and kind of take them on this food journey, um, hopefully back to the Philippines where they can taste these new flavors and new like new um, cuisines that they've never tried before. And yeah, I'm really glad that you and your friends have enjoyed it. And yeah. the response has been great so far. This has this was the first release for them. So it was both exciting and nerve wracking, but <laughs> it, successful so far. So I'm very happy about that. I would definitely say a success because we get to know you or we got to know you uh, as ran as a baker and get to know you a little bit deeper in terms of those cultural roots. And I think yes. it was the best personal touch. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing that an entrepreneur can do is to you know, really get those personal touches incorporated with their service or with their product. Uh, yeah. It is such a great way for customers to get to know you. Uh, you know, there are businesses or there can be businesses where, you know, you present, you present a service, you present a product and that is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But to see the face behind that concept brings a whole other added layer of relatability. And like you said, you want your, you know, you want your Filipino clientele to be able to connect to their roots. But not only that, just people in general to understand your culture a little bit better, I think was so just intuitive on your part like you just you caught on to the best way to operate your business and yeah. I think it's super smart but not just that but just genuine and authentic to who you are and, mm -hmm. and I loved it I loved every little bit like I didn't even want to open the packaging it's just I wanted to keep everything nice and pretty uh because you would put so much detail and so much effort into it and, uh, and it was a great experience and that's what you created. Uh, yeah. you created incredible, not just a dessert, but an incredible experience as a whole. So, yeah, so oh, um, boxes, what's great about it is that it's never the same. So <gasps> the boxes 
are always changed. So say we try a new chocolate bar that we love, that we'd love our family back home to try. So we put that in the box and then maybe next year we find a different chocolate bar that we like to, that we love. So we'll send them that. So moving forward with this bakery, I kind of want to incorporate that where um, you can look forward to different flavors with every uh, belly buy box that I have to offer. I love that. <laughs> so it's, yeah. almost like, it's like a box that kind of illustrates your growth, essentially, yeah. and like allowing your family, even from a distance to get to know you as you progress and grow as a person and like how your tastes sort of change. And uh, yeah, how your personality and your little quirks change as well. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I wanted to know, and I think a big question is how this all started for you. I mean, I got to see you, you know, featured on Blog TO, but how did the, which is incredible and such an amazing way to start off your business. How did it, how did it all begin? And then when did you get that phone call or that email um, or that DM? However, there's so many different ways now people can, and brands can just get a hold of you. Uh, yeah. How was that whole experience from like start to that moment that you got a message from BlogTO saying like, we want to feature you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess it dates back um, the first lockdown in Toronto. So March 2020, um, I kind of had I was transitioning from a new nursing job, which is my COVID test job. And so I kind of had a little bit more time then. And I kind of, like I said in the video, I got sucked into quarantine baking. Yes. And it's it, there was one day I just craved a cinnamon bun. And I thought to myself, okay, I have all this time. Let me make it from scratch. And so I did. And it ended up being really good. But then knowing myself as a perfectionist, I said, I can make this better. <laughs> so five test recipes later, and you know, a lot of experimental experiments and like, you know, family eating a dozen more than a dozen of seven buns in a couple of weeks. Um, I finally found a recipe where I was confident in. And so I started selling it to, you know, my friends, my coworkers, and I've gotten really great feedback from them. And, you know, they encouraged me to like, why don't you sell this? Like, this is, this is delicious. I think people would buy it. And I think it just, I needed that push <laughs> to For actually, sure. so I would have never thought I would be making cinnamon buns, to be honest. I was more of a coffee person. So I was making coffee as well with the cinnamon buns. But uh, with the whole cinnamon bun and donut, it just kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> this part where I just fell in love with baking again. Because as a kid, I loved making party favors for my friends and family. And uh, I have no like baking or culinary experience. Everything has been self-taught. <laughs> I was going to so, ask you, that was going to be a question. I mean, like, what <laughs> sort of training do you have? <laughs> you know, to be fully transparent, I have no baking experience. It's just been self-taught through, you know, we have so many different outlets like YouTube, Instagram, anything like that. And obviously a lot of experimentation. So I think with baking, it's, I know they say a lot, a lot of people say you have to follow the recipe to the T when baking, but I think there is a little bit of leeway there to um, enhance your creativity, which is what I did with my recipes. And um, yeah, I think it was just one day I was just, okay, let me open up an Instagram account and just see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And um, I started organically getting customers, like random, random people messaging me saying, I'd love to order cinnamon buns. And I think it was then where I was like, oh, like <laughs> people, people are actually interested in this. <laughs> so I, it was kind of just a side hustle. So it was just something I like to do for fun. Um, okay. But through recent weeks, especially with the blog TO posts, it's definitely taken a life of its own. Yes. And it's crazy to think that it's just been about three, three weeks since that happened and where I've come, like how far I've come so far. Um, the story behind that was BlogTO actually reached out to me on Instagram. Okay. And they asked me to do a feature video. And at the time, 
I was like, me? Are, are you sure? Are you sure you're the right person? Um, I was at li a little less than 200 followers and I was really, really small. I didn't really have any big expectations for this. It was kind of just gradually, you know, like I wanted to start small and gradually make one way up. And with that DM, it just changed everything for me as a small business. Uh, so we did the video and I would tell people, you know what, like, I don't want to set my expectations high. If I get one order from this video, I will be very content. Yeah. <laughs> um, so getting more than 50 orders for my first drop after the video. Wow. Amazing. Um, I, words can't describe how I felt. It, I was very much overwhelmed, but I, in a very good way. Um, it's an exciting time for me, for sure. And um, I'm excited to share all these, all these flavors and just, just myself with my customers. Yeah, that is so crazy. And it's such a great lesson too, because I think in the time that we're living in, people think, and, and you know, small business owners think, people who are, you know, wanting to build a brand for themselves and a brand around themselves think that they have to have X amount of followers to really get that attention. And you have proven like 200 is quite a bit uh, in, in comparison to other big brands that people would say, you know, get that sort of attention. Uh, it's not, it's not up there per se, but it didn't have to be because your brand and what you conveyed in your Instagram. And I love it because you incorporate such a warm, welcoming vibe in every picture and mm -hmm. you keep it really nice and simple, really highlighting the product, nothing super busy. And that spoke for itself. And I think that is what really, and I'm sure you feel it, but, you know, being true to yourself and your style is what, you know, brought this sort of attention to you and 50 orders. I know you were telling me before, or, you know, when we were sort of messaging back and forth, you're just like, yeah, I, uh, we're up until 4am with this order. And, uh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I did I think I was prepared but not prepared enough <laughs> um, I have this I think I went in with this mentality where uh, I have with my smaller batches where I'm like you know 50 orders that's not a lot I can wing it and yeah. it definitely was not that <laughs> so a lot of lessons were learned um, that night but you know the end result even though I slept at 4 a.m or did not sleep for 24 hours um, yeah. it's really worth it because um yeah the response from everyone just receiving comments of how delicious my baked goods goods were or how you know like their filipino grandmothers or <laughs> filipino mother really like brought back like their culture like they were able to relate to it and yeah. Yeah, that just warms my heart a lot and I'm very grateful to have been part of that for sure. Absolutely. Now, I know these 4 a.m. mornings are not always spent alone. So do you have a lot of support? Does that support come from your family? How does that look? How does the kitchen look? Who's in <laughs> it? <laughs> I think that my biggest supporter would have to be my boyfriend, who... Yeah was also the inspiration for um, one of the biggest inspirations to starting this business. He uh, actually started his own COVID-born COVID business. And I think being beside him through that whole process, watching him grow into the, the business that he is today, it just, it, it sparked something in me where I'm like, I, like he, you could see how passionate he is. And then you, you reflect back and you're kind of like, I, I want to find something like that. I want to find something that I love and pursue it. And so he joked a lot saying, don't let your dreams be dreams. And as silly as that may sound, I think it really did hit home. And um, I think it's true. Don't let your dreams be dream and just chase it. And um, it's not easy, not to say that it's easy. But not, it's not in the slightest. 
<laughs> it's not impossible at all. And um, I definitely, the support from my family and friends, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, they've, I think it's gone to this point where they're like, which one are you going to do now, nursing or baking? <laughs> <laughs> and were they, like, were they shocked with how, you know, quickly you were being noticed and how the orders were just sort of flying in? Like, what was their reaction? Uh, yeah, so funny story was um, before I released those Filipino donuts, I actually um, did kind of like a taste test with them because, you know, they are the Filipino family. They know these flavors. They grew up with it. So yeah. I, I made it for them. I let them try it. I got their opinion on it. And they were like, hmm, you know, like, this is good. And um, they asked me, are you going to sell this? And oh. I was like, hmm. And so they're like, okay, there was a little bit of like, you know, like a little bit of doubt because, you know, coming from a Filipino or Asian um, family, it's like, you know, you got to be a nurse or you got to be a doctor kind of things. And Baker was never in that list. So, but the fact, but they, they were definitely like, when they tried it, they loved it. So they're like, okay, maybe this, this can be a thing. <laughs> you got so, that stamp of approval the stamp of approval and so when that video came out um I feel like the whole Philippines like my whole family in the Philippines knows about it <laughs> my mom was on the phone every single day talking to a new family member and saying yeah like she got featured on blog to and she's making these baked goods and it was just really great to see how proud they were of me and how like my hard work is paying off because um yeah lots of donuts uh, lots of arm work <laughs> which I was not prepared for but it's it's been it's been a great it's been a great time so far for sure yeah I think no matter what age we reach our parents approval is something that never goes away it's always like if mom and dad say that they're proud of me and I'm doing a good job, that is just nothing else matters. Okay. They said I'm doing a good job. I'm killing this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. You're like, uh, to be honest with you in the beginning, um, I, I didn't know if I wanted to bring up, like, I kind of want to do this baking thing because of course there is like, um, like I said, like they just always wanted me to pursue the nursing side of it. But there, I think there was a time where my mom saw how much, you know, like how hardworking I was and how passionate I was about doing this. And um, it caught to the point where she came in to help and she's like, how can I help you? Like, what can I do to like improve sales? Can I tell my friends? Like all that stuff. And it really did warm my heart because it's getting that support and getting, especially from your, like, you know, your parents, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it really was that driving force to just, to just keep going. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So mm -hmm. tell me, I know you mentioned a little bit about, you know, your, these Filipino flavors um, and ingredients mm -hmm. that you use. Tell me a little bit about that. What do those ingredients look like? What, mm -hmm. what has, what have you sort of brought in that uh, you have really, really enjoyed? Like you've tried and you're like, okay, this one's going to stick. Or mm -hmm. do you plan on rotating some of the ingredients uh, that you've been using? what's what's the deal yeah so I think for me what I wanted with this bakery was um I wanted to introduce flavors that were not as common so um I feel like with the start of my Balik Bayan boxes I did want to include ube and pandan because those are staple uh, <laughs> yes yeah. I love ube. <laughs> would know like that's like a staple um Asian dessert like Asian flavor right yeah. so I think it was a good idea I think my idea was to start off with that so you know something people are familiar with but yeah. also did my most unique donut which is my Toron donut and um that was inspired by a Toron which is basically a deep fried 
um, sweet banana spring roll. And so, oh, I yeah. think a variation of that in the Caribbean. My family's from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and I think there is a variation that mm-hmm. we also, and I think, yeah, that yeah, sounds so really we, familiar. Yeah, so we caramelize, like we caramelize the plantain or we, we roll it in like brown sugar mm-hmm. and then we put the wrapping paper and then we essentially just deep fry it. <laughs> so that yeah, sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's really yummy dessert and it's um it's a staple in our household so mm-hmm. I wanted to incorporate that into my donuts and it was kind of like a wild idea where I'm like okay how do I turn this dessert into a donut and so um the concept kind of it, it came to me and I'm like okay I can use the banana as a filling because there are donuts with like banana cream filling mm-hmm. so it's the same but then I'm like, how do I incorporate the crispiness of it, which the brulee part of the donut came into play. And mm. I tested it one day and, you know, it's, it, it was great. <laughs> like what else can I say? I'm like, clearly 50 million orders later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy because it was just a concept. I made it and it ended up being delicious and um, yeah, those are just the kind of flavors that um, not a lot of people are familiar with and especially in a donut form. So I want to make these Balikbayam boxes kind of um, showcase these unique Filipino flavors that are not so common and um, bring them on this journey with me as well as I recall all of my childhood like Filipino desserts that my mom would make me. Yeah, absolutely. So ube and the turin, that's going to stay staples of the um, of the donut flavors. So I so hint hint um oh. I'm going to be um different flavors every month. And okay. so yeah, so I I will I will be rotating like I will be bringing back flavors because ube has been a crowd favorite so far <laughs> and you, yes. you got to give they want <laughs> yes but also, uh, <laughs> but also I want to um play around a little bit more with yeah like unfamiliar taste and um I'll kind of test my creativity in that sense and just make it into a donut and hopefully people will love it and yeah yeah I think coming from someone who isn't formally trained to hear you talk about all these like pretty complex concepts in mm-hmm. terms of manipulating a donut, I think you are like <laughs> well on your way to expert level. Let me tell you that, like you're bruleeing, you're filling donuts with things that people wouldn't ordinarily think to fill donuts with. I'm very excited for your release next month. I know your every release you're like uh okay guys uh my apologies but we've run out uh we'll be back and I'm like <laughs> what an awesome just state of being you know it's like sorry not sorry because I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying this but you're enjoying it so much that we're running out quickly <laughs> yeah um it's crazy to think about because my free orders usually open the week of my deliveries. So it would have, it would be open next Monday, but I've, I've gotten so many DMs of people wanting to order that I can't say no. So I'm like, okay, I will open my pre-orders early and get everyone on that list. But like you said, we've reached our max capacity and we're very thankful for it. And, um, it's going to be another 4 a.m. or maybe, but <laughs> um, I think I'm more prepared for that. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. And, you know, speaking of which, I know that, you know, taking on all these orders, you're definitely not doing all these orders in your home kitchen. And it's probably somewhat more of a test kitchen environment. Yes. So we work out of a commercial kitchen so we rent it out and it is a bigger space so the home like home baking concept but yeah like you said it's say like 200 donuts (laughs) 
<laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, not a capacity of which you can bake that in your own home. And so mm-hmm. when you, when you got that first big order, what was mm-hmm. sort of your approach to that and handling such a big order? Yeah, so I think it was definitely um, a learning experience. Um, I took a lot of notes that night and um, with the family that me that night, it was great because they were previous owners of um, a Timothy's. So they, yeah, so they actually knew, like they knew, like they were very familiar with us, with, (laughs) with the whole environment. So throughout the night, it was amazing because they were giving me tips and pointers of what I could have done better and what I could do in the future. So I took notes on that. And I think, um, one of the biggest things is time management. Mm. Um, we kind of, we think we know, but we don't, (laughs) at least (laughs) in case. Um, I kind of broke it down into time frames, like you know, nine o'clock, get the dough started, ten o'clock, get the dough resting. But um, you, the thing with that is you, you, you can't follow it to the T. <laughs> so you have to, you have to. I feel like you make that. You have to make. Um, you organize yourself in a way that you can be lenient, where a lot of things can happen. So, for example a lot of bad things, a lot of good things, um, <laughs> like your yeast not growing, so your dough is not proving. So you have to take those things into consideration. And I think that's something that I overlooked um, going into my big order. So there was a batch where, you know, it wasn't, the dough wasn't rising. So I had to restart it. And yeah. so that kind of, you know, once, once that order it gets messed up then your whole head is messed up so I um having a mindset where yes you have this um time frame to do things but give yourself that space to like if anything were to happen you can pick yourself back right back up and so moving forward I think that's how I will plan better (laughs) and um yeah That's great. Yeah. You have to, I mean, you can plan, like you said, to a T, but you also have to factor into, you know, really take into consideration that some things are unpredictable, especially things like baking where, you know, certain things have to be right in terms of, you know, your yeast rising, uh, or things sort of sitting and proofing, uh, or a certain amount of time in the oven to really get that texture that you want. So there are a lot of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but trial and error, especially in the beginning where you are, yeah, you, you have your schedule, but you've got to make room for, oops yes see that coming but you know for next time that uh that's an area where you need to improve and that's that only comes with experience that only comes with time is there anything else like what did was it like you know let's go to excel and let me like plug everything (laughs) in to like a timesheet making sure that everything was that sort of your approach was it more of an analytical approach or was it you know, I have these things sort of visually in my mind and I'm going to try to stick with that. How is, how is that for you? I think it was a little bit of both. So, um, I did try the, the charts and everything. Um, I'm not much of a techie person, so I was writing things in a notebook and I, oh, my notebook, that's, was not that's me enough. right here. That's me right here. My notebook was not big enough, so um, I had to revert to uh, using online um, like charts and everything. But I think my the biggest challenge for me was I was so used to baking on my own mm. that I I I went into that large order with that mindset, and it 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 was like I I was like I could do everything. Like I let me do this, let me do that, because that's what I'm just used to. Right. And I think. Um, I think just to accept that you do need help, right? And like with 50 plus orders, like two two hands is like more than two hands is more is gonna is gonna help is make gonna make the order much go by faster and everything like that. So um, I think just 
realizing that and that I do have the help of people around me and just um, delegating and showing them, you know, this is the vision um, and this is how I want it to be done. I, I think they were very, um, they were very understanding because for me, I don't like bossing people around. So it was very hard for me to do that. And, right. But um, I think it's, it was, it was the right move to make that night. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get things done. Yes, you got to get things done. Um, but yeah, I think that was the biggest, my biggest challenge was just to um, seek help and just know that I'm not alone in this and that there are people there to support me, but also to help me in the process of it. And that's fantastic because to go from, you know, you're, you're getting those smaller orders to then getting 50 orders. It's like, okay, you got to move and you got to move fast. Mm -hmm. And you, you said it so perfectly and so insightful when you're like, you can't just go in with the same mindset as if you're filling smaller orders, you need to delegate because you are only one person. And I think that is such a great mindset to have when you are looking to grow your business or you're just like, I'm one person. There's no way that I could be all of these people at the same time and you need help. And there's nothing wrong with uh, asking for help. And I'm sure that if anything, it brings sort of now I'm of the mindset where like, I'm just not super sure about mixing family with business. And you could probably speak more to this, but I mean, I could see just by like the photos that you take where it almost looks like it brings your family a little bit closer together because you get to share your culture and your bond in a, in something that you all seem super passionate about, which is mm -hmm. you, which is your culture, which is baking. Yeah. Uh, is that something that's happening? Do you feel like your family dynamic has changed? Yeah, I think um, there are definitely, there will always be ups and downs. And, um, you know, you will always be like, oh, you're not rolling the dough like properly, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing where you're overfilling the donuts or, you go in and you're like fixing every little detail of the product that they're making. And yeah. um, you will definitely have those. But I think when you step back and you just, you know, you, you see them and they're helping you pursue um, your dreams, your passion. It's just amazing to see, especially firsthand and have knowing that you have that support system and that you're not alone in this, it's yeah. it's great. And being able to like, you know, at the end of the day with all the leftovers, enjoy it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And your story is just, it, it just, you know, really put a huge smile on my face. And I'm sure, you know, it puts a big smile on a lot of people's faces because it's so relatable. And it just is such a, an amazing blend of culture, of family, and of what most people love, which is dessert. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story. Before we head off, I would love to get to know a little bit more about you in our lightning round. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, I did not give Rhea these questions beforehand. This is pretty standard to how the podcast runs. And you're going to have, you're going to, you take your time in answering the questions. Um, and so the answers will be either one word or up to a sentence in okay. terms of your response. Okay. Like a joke. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned that your boyfriend is also sort of in the sweet treat making business. He's making his own chocolate and dark chocolate to be exact. Correct. Yeah. That is okay. So you're not the only one with a knack for making sweet treats. When's the collab happening between you and your boyfriend? <laughs> if there's ne one next, <laughs> next, pardon <laughs> next week. <laughs> you're kidding. I'm not kidding. So, um, okay, this will be more than two words or a sentence. Or 
this might just be give me a little bit more details now i'm excited i literally just threw that out there as a joke but okay there's an answer yeah so um i think we just wanted to celebrate this we both just come so far and um we both reached 2k so it's kind of like a celebration so exciting um, a celebration thing we wanted to do a collab i mean everyone's been asking about it and i feel like it was finally time and it was the right time to do it and so we've been testing some recipes and having some friends and family try them and we've got the approval so that's why we're doing a giveaway and so they are a yeah so they are filipino they're also filipino inspired donuts but they incorporate his chocolate so the 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 dessert or the plate the uh, Filipino dessert is called champurado, which is pretty much a like a sticky rice with chocolate, and so it worked perfectly. So we kind of just used his chocolate, mixed it with um like rice krispies for like a crispy, top. and then the inside is filled with like a coconut chocolate cream filling. Wow. <laughs> my so, mouth yeah. is watering already <laughs> yeah the way is coming 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 up <laughs> that's great awesome what a coincidence okay so the next okay. question that is too funny the next question uh what's happening in the kitchen while you're baking is there music on what's maybe a word you have like maybe like a word to three words of like what your mindset, like what your state of mind is when you're just in your, in your mode, in your flow. I think it's, hmm, that's, that's a really good question, by the way. <laughs> I think it would have to be the word calm. Ooh, mm -hmm. that is a good one. Simple, but really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess this, okay well going off that um I am not much of a meditator I I've tried it many times um I think it's there's this thing where so much thoughts go into my head like too quickly and too fast and I think when that happens uh, everything becomes a mess so when I'm baking I try and try to keep a calm mindset and kind of I guess meditate in a sense mm -hmm. um to keep the kitchen calm and <laughs> not a mess that's awesome do you guys have music playing while you're going or is it just sort of calm some silence days, yeah some days um some days it depends on what we're doing so if we need something that requires more focus and attention then no music no talking no music <laughs> but it's straight and narrow that's it yeah you know the fun stuff like torching the donuts or like filling the donuts then you know music to get into the groove of it <laughs> got it got it and what kind of music is your sort of go-to um I think for me it would be like indie music okay yeah so it's a little like kind of a little mix of like um I guess you could say very cool and relaxed and very calming. <laughs> I would agree. I would totally agree with that. Awesome. Okay. Third and final question. What has this experience taught you about yourself? Hmm. I, oh gosh, this, this, <laughs> you really got me there. <laughs> that, that just made me a little emotional, to be honest. Um, I think I was, I don't know, I was able to find who I was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that is the best, I mean, there is no best answer for any of these questions, but mm -hmm. I think to find something where you really, you really have a chance to discover who you are is so empowering, so profound, so powerful. And I'm so excited for you that this experience has brought you that because not mm -hmm. everyone can say that they can find that at such a young age. And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 26. 26. I may not <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you are very young and it's just so great. And you're so, I would say, blessed to have this experience and think to yourself like, wow, 
I have really come into my own. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think um, when I step back for sure and see everything that's happened in the span of two, three weeks, it's crazy. I think I've used that word many, many times. (laughs) I always say, crazy like uh, what's going on like I don't know but um it's I'm still trying to wrap my head around it Mm -hmm. and I think um you know I I think it's time for me to to listen to that voice in my head that says you can do this you know like just go for it and just do what you want to do stop doing things for other people do things for yourself and I think um yeah it's just finally time to listen to that voice good such an awesome piece of advice a great takeaway and before we sign off Hmm. where can people find you and your amazing treats (laughs) so right now we are an online micro baking cafe so all our orders are made through our instagram a website is in the works. <laughs> so That's awesome. with them. Um, it's a lot of work for me because, you know, DMs, I have to respond to DMs and it's, it gets it's a lot, but, you know, I'm happy to be able to personally chat with my customers and build that bond with them where they are, they can talk to me anytime, ask me questions and I will respond to all of them. <laughs> when I can and so yeah you can find me on Instagram and you can DM me um, your orders we are at full capacity for August 15 sorry not sorry (laughs) we are taking orders for August 29 and this might be the last week for those these um, set of flavored donuts so you guys to next month where hopefully we'll have some new exciting flavors coming up and yeah that's great what is your instagram handle yes so you can find me at baker ray x cafe so amazing do all that out or (laughs) it's okay um i will i will do that in the episode description so no worries at all and Again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your really busy schedule to share your incredible story. I'm so like, you're just, your personality, just it, everything just blends well and it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited that we got this opportunity to chat. I can't wait to see how your business continues to blossom. And again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first ever podcast. So you did great. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting. It really is. There are some new exciting projects coming up, so look out for those. But having an opportunity like today, I'm just very grateful and being able to connect with people such like like yourself. It's it, this is why I do it. All right, <laughs> to meet people connect with them and share each other's stories with each other. Well, I'm very excited to hear about these new upcoming projects Mm -hmm. and uh, we will certainly have to do, I say this to most of the incredible female Toronto entrepreneurs that I have on here, which is like, we have to do a part two because they always (laughs) add, which is great for them. They always add, well, there's some exciting things coming down the pipeline. I'm like, okay, so part two, (laughs) let's chat soon. Yes. I'm all down for that. (laughs) Amazing. Well, you have yourself an amazing night, Rhea, and we'll chat soon. Amazing. You too, Brittany. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.